0: What's up, folks? Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. I am your host, John Hutzpeth, and right now, right out the gate, got to get the uh, the elephant in the room done with. The podcast has kind of been in shambles the last few weeks, and I really apologize for that. Um, Last week was the first time in 159 weeks that I did not release an episode, and just... With the holidays, uh, my wife was out of town the weekend before last, and then we went on our anniversary trip this last weekend. And uh, I just, I just didn't have time, honestly. You know, trying to get all my work stuff done so that I could leave town, and then getting out of town. And you know, this spring when my family took our vacation, I actually brought my microphone and recorded a episode on vacation. Um, but this was supposed to be an, you know, a late anniversary trip for my wife and I, and I just didn't want to do that to her. And so, um, I apologize guys, but I, you know, this time I just had to put my family first. And so no episode last week. I'm sorry about that. Um, and then I know we had some technical difficulties, you know, a few weeks before that we got that sorted out. So from this moment on, we should be good to go. No more interruptions, anything like that. And so right off the bat here, I wanted to apologize for that um man this arctic blast uh, has been crazy can't not talk about that um so we we actually got the arctic blast twice because my wife and i went up to idaho that's that's where we went on our anniversary trip and so it hit up there it was like negative temperatures um one day on the mountain it was like 50 mile per hour winds wide out conditions they were like shutting some lifts down and stuff it was very crazy Uh, So we leave. We barely, like, they had the road between us and the airport shut down like a day and a half before we were supposed to leave. Um, Luckily, it cleared up enough. Uh, So Sunday morning, we wake up, hit the road nice and early. Roads aren't terrible, but I wouldn't say they were great either. Um, It took us an extra hour to get to the airport that morning uh, just because I had to go so slow because of the road conditions. And then, of course, we fly home. And get home just in time to, you know, have all the Arctic conditions again. And we actually, it was like 9.30, I think, by the time we got home Sunday night. And uh, in our house, it was like completely frozen up. Um, We had the heater running and everything, but obviously we hadn't been home, so we didn't have any faucets going. Uh, Both showers were frozen. Both toilets were frozen. Kitchen sink was frozen. basically the only thing that wasn't frozen was the uh, the bathroom sinks. I don't know how they survived, but they did. And so, in order for like two days, in order to flush the toilet, we had to like fill a jug and pour it into the back of the bowl to have enough water to flush the toilet. I mean, luckily we could flush them. It just you know took some extra effort. Um, but by the time we'd gotten home, luckily I'd bought a a space heater, kind of in preparation before we left. So got the space heater. Uh, fired up and uh, and eventually got one shower thawed out and one toilet. And then uh, by today, pretty much, I think, yeah, as today's Wednesday. I think we have everything thawed out as of now. And, you know, we're able to run the water at night and everything, keep everything open. So it's been pretty crazy. Um, and I know people further north have it a lot worse than we do. Um, I, know I saw some pictures from, like, the Panhandle region, and it, it just looks really, really nasty up there. So uh, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to you guys. Um, if you're listening outside of Oklahoma, anywhere further north, I really feel bad for you. Uh, my sister lives in Nebraska. They had some crazy temperatures. Uh, the snow actually got so th- deep on their house that it was, uh, it, it covered the vent for their furnace And so my poor brother-in-law was having to go out in the dark, like in the middle of the night and like shovel snow away from the vent to keep their heat going. Um, Yeah, it's just been crazy. Uh, One other downside, this actually has to do with hunting and stuff. Um, So I set up a cell camera on one of the ponds that I duck hunt. And last week it was covered in ducks, like before the front hit. Um, I was just too busy, you know, trying to get ready for our trip. Uh, my wife was out of town over the weekend, so I had my daughter and then, like I said, trying to get ready for work. I just wasn't able to hunt it. Um, and then, you know, when I got home, it was completely frozen over. And so I actually did go hunting, I guess yesterday, Tuesday morning, but I didn't see a duck, hear a duck, shoot a duck, obviously. Um, it was, the pond was completely iced over. I could walk out on it, which was kind of cool, but also a little scary, um, so yeah, <laughs> just like me and the ducks just can't connect this year. Um, you know I've, I've, I've had two or three like okay hunts, nothing great um, but yeah, I just when they're here, I can't go when I can't go, they're not here. I don't know what it is, but anyway, so that's what's been going on with me. I am planning to go duck hunting this Saturday as long as things thaw out. I got a few buddies ready to go with me. Um, so yeah, hopefully that works out. Hopefully we can get on some birds. Hopefully the ones that have been hanging around come back once things thaw out. But, uh, honestly, I'm probably going to go either way. Just, it's fun to hang out with the boys and, uh, you never know what's going to happen when things, when things thaw out. So, So yeah, like I said, that's what's been going on with me Uh, today on this episode. I'm doing kind of a season in review, you know, talk about how the year went and everything. And then one thing that I think is going to be very interesting to people is I'm going to do a little bit of a 2024 preview and I have some pretty exciting things planned for this year. So uh, hopefully y'all can look forward to that and help me, you know, figure out what I'm going to be doing. Um, So yeah, that's the plan today. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will get into the episode right now. Alright, let's jump into the year in review, and I think without a doubt, 2023 is probably going to go down as one of the weirdest hunting seasons ever, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I can't explain, I have no explanation as to why this deer season just seemed so odd. Uh, I know it was, like, way above average hot. We never really had a cold spell. Um, But it just seemed like the deer acted differently this year. It just seemed like they weren't as active. And maybe that was because it was hotter. Um, But whether I was, you know, um, like, running my feeders or off the feeders, food plots, whatever, uh, overall, like, I just had way less deer activity this year. Um, Again, I I had the food plots. I had the feeders everything. Um, I don't feel like I over hunted our property or anything like that. Um, I don't know if maybe all the new neighbors were hunting more or what it was, just the, a moon thing or what, but, but I also feel like I wasn't the only one. Like, I feel like anytime I looked on, you know, hunting forum or Facebook forum or whatever, everybody just seemed to be complaining about the deer activity this year and how it was down. Um, same thing with the ducks. I was just talking about it in, in the intro. Uh, I, from what I understand, I'm no expert that the, the Midwest just never really got like the snow, the, the bad weather and stuff that they normally get. And so the ducks just never found their way all the way down here. Um, I know, I, I know a few people and kind of like around the Tulsa area that seemed to have, you know, way better success than I had getting on the birds. And I don't know if they just had access to the right spots or if they were just that much closer to the Midwest or what, um, but down in the southern part of the state, and it seemed like out west too, uh, duck numbers are just way, way down this year. Then, you know, like I said, just in the last two weeks or whatever, it seems like they finally made it down because we got some of that weather, but then the weather got so bad that it just kept pushing them south, and so they're still just kind of not really around. So that was one thing. Um, you know, I did the episode with my wife about, uh, gosh, it's been probably three weeks ago now, and, and having my daughter be a little bit older, also complicated things a lot this year. Um, she just, she's a lot more to handle. Uh, you know, it's, and so obviously my wife or I, either one have to be home with her at all times, but even when we're home, she's just, you know, she's active now, she's running around, she's getting into things, she's throwing things in the toilet. And so, um, it's just a lot harder on whichever one of us is home with her. And so I felt I felt bad about being gone. Um, also now, you know, she just kind of has more of a personality and stuff. So I also just missed her, uh, which made that, you know, made it more difficult. Um, so, you know, you throw that on top of the not as good conditions. And again, it just kind of turned into an odd year. Um, now, I, I still had some success, um, not as successful as I wanted to. And we'll get into that in just a second. Um, but overall, like I said, I think 2023 will just kind of go down in history as one of the weirdest hunting seasons that I've ever experienced. So, uh, let's go back to the beginning just real quick. I'm not going to like take a long time on all this, but I do want just kind of want to back up and, and touch on a few things. So, uh, man, let's go back to the spring turkey season. Um, you know, I made the trip up to Nebraska during the archery turkey season it was a blast. Um, found tons of birds. Getting it done with a bow is really, really hard, especially when you're when you're in unfamiliar territory. I uh, had the one super close call where a, a turkey came into like five or ten yards. Um, he was hanging up on the creek. He finally flew across, came up behind me instead of in front of me. Never got a shot, um, but that was a really cool experience. Definitely planning to go back this year. Uh, definitely plan to go during shotgun season and not archery season. Uh, my sister also my, my sister actually really likes turkey hunting and so I'd like to go when she could hunt uh, as well and so so yeah came back home. Uh, I did the hunt with the Oklahoma Outdoor Outreach Foundation. That was my first hunt with them. And I uh, was able to watch a young man uh, kill his first turkey, which was unbelievable. I, I posted that video on Instagram, just his excitement. Uh, his mom was in the blind with him. She was freaking out too. So that was really, really cool. Um, and then I went out to my buddy's place in West Texas, was able to kill a bird out there. One of the coolest turkey hunting mornings of my life. Like before, you know, It was getting light, had gobblers gobbling all around me as soon as the sun came up. I had one come right in. Uh, he came in. I think I killed him at like 17 yards, something like that. Um, it was almost too easy. Like it, it was that cool. He had a, a pretty decent beard on him and everything, so that was really cool. Um, and then this summer, this summer I felt like I wasn't uh, wasn't super active hunting wise. Uh, I got to you know make a few trips up there to to work on my food plots, uh, fill some feeders, got that stuff. One thing that was nice about this off season was I really put in the time last year to kind of get all my set setups fine-tuned. You know, like I got my my feeders fenced and uh, my blinds set, tree stands hung, and all that good stuff. So um, this year was basically just a little bit of maintenance as far as that stuff goes. You know, changing out straps, um, checking batteries and motors and stuff like that. And so it really freed me up to do more beneficial like habitat work um, you know I've talked about it before t- t- going back to the whole weird weather thing and weird season I ended up not getting to burn this year because it was just I just couldn't get the conditions right um, but I still did some some nice clearing and dozing and stuff like that um, I planted my first ever spring plots that were pretty dang successful until it just completely dried up this summer um, you know I, I had like uh, yeah the buck the the first buck that I killed with my bow you know, I have no history with him as far as I know. He was with another buck um, that I had no history with. He's going to be a good one this year if he comes back. I have not seen him since like October, um, but that's not that unusual around here. So um, so yeah, I, just, I feel like all the work I did paid off. That was kind of the point of that. Um, and then also just, you know, the 2% buck, he kind of completely changed his deal. We'll get into that later, but I feel like my habitat work kind of played a role in that and threw him off his game a little bit in a good way and I was able to harvest him so so yeah like I said summer kind of just your average you know habitat work type stuff and then coming into this fall I had I had some high hopes you know I I had several podcasts about it this was supposed to be the year of the whitetail I hunted four states uh, Nebraska Iowa Texas and Oklahoma um, of those, I only killed a buck in Oklahoma, killed two bucks here, um, but man, my Nebraska trip was, it was pretty awesome, and, um, I just, I know know I talked about it in the past, but I just had a really hard time finding a buck that I really wanted to shoot, like, I was getting on deer, and I was figuring the, the deer out, I was figuring the place out, it was a lot of fun, like, I felt like I was really, really hunting you know because I didn't have any feeders or or setups or trail cameras or whatever like I was just I was observing looking for sign moving on that sign and you know the last I think it was the second to last day um, ended up having that really cool encounter with that full velvet 10 point that came out at like four yards Um, and I I learned like you have to be not just close to water but on water if you're going to be successful Uh, so that trip was a lot of fun came back home to Oklahoma, um, had, you know, stone. He was just coming in like clockwork. Uh, wasn't able to, uh, I was able to hunt, uh, opening weekend, but the weather wasn't right. So I chose not to. Turned out to be a great choice. I killed him. Uh, I think it was like a Thursday or something like that. October 5th. Um, so that was really cool. Um, he's my biggest buck with my bow. Uh, he, what did he end up scoring? I'm sure I'd told you guys on the episode, (laughs) I lost my, lost my mind right now, but just a nice, beautiful, uh, 10 point, um, great buck. And then, and then it was full on hunt for the 2% buck and that, that, you know, October 5th to 10th, that's when I saw the big shift. Basically when deer should have been shifting, like from their summer habitat to their fall habitat, that's when the, the things just got weird. And it just seemed like there weren't as many deer around this year. Um, not as many nice deer as usual, but honestly, just not as many deer in total. Um, started getting pictures of the, the 2% buck and I had some over the summer and everything. And then what really kind of, I think kind of did him in was when he made his shift and went to the cemetery pasture where I have years and years and years of pictures of him. Um, it just so happened that my brother had put, uh, cows in that pasture like two days before he made his shift and he did not like those cows, and he came right back into the back uh, where I do most of my hunting and done most of my habitat work. And he just stayed there. He never went to his traditional range. Um, I, I don't know if he was living on me or the other neighbor. I, I'm not sure. Like, he was very sporadic on cameras. Um, I, I, got him, I got most pictures of him on a camera where I didn't have a feeder. It was just on this nice little trail. Um, that's where I got the most pictures of him, and then obviously he started showing up on my hog feeder uh, around Thanksgiving, uh, ended up getting a, a shot at him, The I think it was the Friday after Thanksgiving, and just made my wildest dreams come true, because, oh man, I just have so much history with that deer, and, and like I said, he had shrank, and um, yeah, you know, great deer, obviously a nice, nice buck. I'm definitely not complaining. Uh, but he definitely wasn't in his prime. Uh, but like I said, what really did it for me was just the history and how much time and effort I had put into that deer. So to seal that deal and close that chapter was just super, super cool. So, um, Oh, I forgot about Iowa. Uh, yes. I also went to go uh, Iowa in between there, between those two bucks and, uh, Man, again, learned a lot. Um, it was frustrating. I I saw so many deer. I felt like I was in good position. I felt like I was doing what I needed to be doing. I had countless number of bucks and does in bow, like not just sightings, but the in bow range. Like I was I was figuring these deer out. I was outsmarting them. Uh, I just couldn't find the big boys. And just like how I'm kind of complaining here, how things seemed off this year, everybody I talked to up there were say, was saying the same thing. They're like, yeah, the big boys just aren't out. Like, it should be prime crazy rut right now. And, like, nobody was really seeing any rutting activity. I saw very little. I saw a little bit. Um, you know, I I'd rattled in a, a couple bucks, um, grunted in, I think, one buck. But just nothing like you would expect when you're in Iowa in early November, like just not even close. And again, like I said, the guy I was up there uh, staying with and hunting around, you know, hunting his property, um, you know, he was talking to his neighbors. He was hunting himself with his son. And just like I said, everybody I talked to just said it was weird. Um, Great experience. Um, I'm definitely going to start building up those points to go back. I was hoping to, uh, you know, get back up there for late season, but wasn't able to get it done. Um, But again, like I said, I'm going to be building those points up, and hopefully sometime in the next five to seven years, I'll get to to get back up there and try again. Um, But just a really, really, really cool trip. So, um, yeah, so got back from Iowa, killed the 2% buck. That just about did it for my deer hunting, honestly. Um, I took my niece a couple times. Uh, I went with a buddy in Texas one more time, uh, trying to get some does. (coughs) Even... Even trying to kill a doe was hard. Like we just, they were either active at night or just not there at all. Um, and I, I don't know if I got to hunt with my bow again this year. Like I said, I took my niece a couple times. I may have sat once or twice, but there just there just weren't any deer to be had. Um, story this year. So so that kind of ended my deer season. Uh, I've been talking a lot about my duck season. I think I've been I have probably been like five times. Um, had two or three decent hunts. Um, I've had two where I just struck out completely, uh, hunts where I just kind of tried it just because, um, duck season's not over and I am definitely going to be hitting it hard. Um, I got, uh, what, probably I'm trying to do math in my head here, like 14 days, about two, two and a half weeks of, of duck season left. So definitely going to be hitting that hard. Um, I got hogs coming out the wazoo. And so, I'm definitely getting geared up for that, planning to do some hog hunting. I really need to kill some coyotes. I've been saying that for two or three years now. Um, You know, we did our one big hunt last year, but the weather was just really crappy. I think we ended up killing four or five, um, but that's just not enough. Like, I have so many on my trail cameras that it's ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, but that's, we're kind of shifting into uh, 2024 here, and so... Again, quick sum up of twenty twenty three. It was just a weird year. Um, still very successful. Like it's hard for me to complain about killing two nice bucks. Uh, but when I had you know four, five, like six buck tags in my pocket, uh, you know two just doesn't seem quite as cool. So again, I, I feel bad. Like I'm not complaining at all. Had another great season here in Oklahoma. Um, I just got to really buckle down, keep going, and, and get on this out-of-state thing because I I should have been more successful. That's what I'm getting at. Like, There's no reason I couldn't have killed three or four bucks this year instead of just the two, and so that's kind of one of the goals coming into 2024. So, so, yeah, all right, hard shift coming into 2024. Um, I told you guys, kind of said it all year long, 2023 was the year of the whitetail. I had all those different states and tags and Iowa tag and all that. Um, So that was my big focus in 2023. 2024, I'm shifting gears a little bit. And I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet. But my plan is to make 2024 the year of the mule deer. Um, I actually, I'm pretty sure I haven't announced this. Uh, I booked my first ever fully guided hunt and it is a mule deer hunt in south texas um super stoked for it uh i've I've never killed a mule deer i've hunted them a decent amount in idaho um i went one time to new mexico um i've never really tried here in oklahoma just i live so far away from them but that is going to change this year and i've talked about trying to get up to the Oklahoma Panhandle for like three years to get after a mule deer, but this year I am determined to make it happen. Um, not sure if I'm going to try to get on some private land or just do the public thing. Uh, but my my goal this year is to do at least one hunt for an Oklahoma mule deer, some way, somehow. Uh, like I mentioned, I'll also be hunting South Texas on the guided hunt, and I'm potentially thinking about throwing in one more state um i have a bunch of points in colorado my buddy jasper that i did the elk hunt with last year we've been tossing that around but unfortunately that season is super close to when i'm doing my texas hunt and so i I don't want to do that to my wife where i'm you know gone to colorado for a week come home for like four days and then leave you know for south texas for a couple days um so i don't think colorado is going to work out uh i you know have a lifetime hunting license in idaho and and that's where my buddy Jasper lives. And so I thought about maybe doing an over the counter hunt up there in Idaho. Uh, and then I actually I have you know two points in Kansas, which I really want to save for whitetail. Um, but if I draw that tag, I can then put in for mule deer to hunt mule mule deer in Kansas. But Like I said, I, I really I think I want to do a white to hunt with that. Um, and then Nebraska is also an option. You know like. Where my sister lives, there's no, you know, mule deer, but I'm kind of familiar with that tag system and everything now. And so, you know, maybe there's a chance I could go out to western Nebraska. Um, Obviously, not all of these are going to happen. Like, I'm not going to go hunt five different states, you know, out-of-state trips for for mule deer. Uh, But my goal is to do at least two of them. So, Oklahoma being one, Texas being one. And then if I could do, you know, throw in, like, a, a trip to Idaho or something like that, that would be pretty sweet. So, that is, like super super high on the list um you know this year oklahoma bear was pretty high on my list but then with when stone was showing up in daylight like when, when i had a nice white tail buck showing up you know opening day that just kind of killed the the bear hunting vibe for me like I, I just trying to go kill a oklahoma public land black bear would be awesome but when i have this buck coming in like you know, it's, it's just hard to choose between the two and, and I'm going to take that, that white tail. So, um, love to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, first off, let's back up to this coming spring. Uh, definitely wanting to go back to Nebraska. I mentioned that, uh, probably going to hunt my buddy's place in, in West Texas, um, uh, for, for turkeys. And then I may use turkey season as excuse to get up to the panhandle, and you know do some turkey hunting slash scouting for mule deer um so that'd be two or three turkey hunts um i talked about the mule deer already uh talked about bear i'd i'd love to do bear it again it's just it's tough when you know it it doesn't come with the the lifetime license so you got to buy that extra tag which isn't super expensive um but then just having a place to go like that's that's I just I just feel like I'm kind of throwing a money way to to buy that tag and maybe get to go tramps around public land for like a weekend with a very very low chance of success. Um, so yeah, that that's something I really need to work on if if I'm going to do it right. So I talked about turkey hunting, talked about mule deer hunting. Obviously, I'm going to be hunting some whitetails as well. And one thing that really just kind of hit me like as I started this podcast is this is the first year in Gosh, I don't know, six years that I'm going into the season not thinking about the two percent buck. Like he's he's gone. I got him, he's done. And so, you know, what's coming next? Honestly, I don't know. Um, you know, the buck that was with Stone, I, I call him Slingshot, had the big split G two. He was here all summer. He was showing up, he, you know, was right there next to Stone when I killed him. He was bigger than Stone, but I thought he was a little younger, so I, I passed him. And, like, he's the deer that I have in my mind. That being said, I have not seen that deer since October. Um, So I don't know if a neighbor got him. I don't know if he just shifted. Um, You know, I I think if he's still alive, I'll hopefully get a picture of him soon, you know, in the next few weeks uh, before he sheds. Um, But if not, I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see this summer, see if he comes back. Um, There was one decent 10 that came uh, in the cemetery quite a bit this year, he looked old as the hills. um, And so he looked like he was already on the decline. And so he, I mean, like he'd be a cool buck to to shoot, but I don't think he's going to be like a a trophy, if if that makes sense. Um, And then other than that, I don't know. Like I had some really cool, you know, decent, big eight points this year. Uh, But just like I said, I'm so used to having... The 2%, but like that big, nice, typical 10 point uh, to keep me up at night and and to focus on while I do all my habitat work. It's just gonna be a little interesting this summer not having that anymore. Um, so, uh, and you know, I'm not gonna work any less. I'm not gonna put any less effort into it. Um, you know, one interesting thing about this property is it just seems like every year a new one or two mature bucks just show up. Um, you know, stone, no pictures of them, slingshot. I don't think I had pictures of him before, it, you know, he at least didn't have his big split. Um, that 10 point, I don't know if I had pictures of him in the past, but I definitely didn't recognize him. Um, so that's one kind of cool thing about those properties is you really never know what's going to show up. Um, the big eight point that showed up late in the year that I tried to get my niece on and, and my buddy uh, Charles on, uh, he's still out there. Uh, he's the buck that I saw, I think maybe just two or three days before I killed the 2% buck that I was very, very tempted at, um, but he was, uh, across the fence on the, on the neighbor, so obviously I didn't shoot him, um, so yeah, like, there's, there's still some hope out there, it's just different, it's gonna be different this year, but, um, You know, even if I make it up to the panhandle and do some mule deer hunting, you know, I can only kill one uh, mule deer. And so I'm obviously going to have at least one tag back at home. And so definitely, as always, of course, looking forward to that. Uh, I really want to do some more hunting at my buddy's place in Texas also. Uh, I only made it out there one day. It's the least I've ever hunted out there. Uh, just, you know, with the Iowa trip and, and everything else and family and holidays and stuff. I only made it out there one time. It was actually the day before I went on that Iowa trip. And so definitely, definitely want to get out there some more. And it, it's just a cool spot. Like he, there's, there's usually not monsters out there, uh, but there's just so many deer. Uh, you know, I think the, I sat twice and I want to say I saw around 20 deer, something like that. Um, it's awesome. You know, that one decent eight, some younger bucks. Um, but it's also the type of place where you just never know what's going to step out. Um, I think he's taken two six by sixes off that place, uh, whitetails, um, and, and, you know, some good tens. I killed a good 10 there two or three years ago. Um, so definitely, definitely want to do a little bit more hunting out there. And it's just fun to, you know, see my buddies and get to hang out with him and everything. So um, so yeah, definitely, obviously going to be chasing some more white tails. I need to get back in the elk woods at some point. It's been, well, I guess my Colorado hunt. I don't know if that counts or not when, you know, the whole truck getting stolen thing. Um, but it's just, uh, tags are getting a little harder to get, um, getting, you know, some people to get their schedules together. Cause that's you know not something I really want to do by myself. Uh, I just, I enjoy the, the group aspect of it. Um, and so just kind of getting that all put together, it just takes a lot of pre-planning. Uh, you know, especially, you know, we usually go to Idaho, but they, they move their tags back to like December 1st or something is when they go on sale and they're basically selling out like that day. And so, you know, in order to go on like a September, uh elk hunt you basically have to have it planned by the previous september so you can get in there and get your tags and everything and uh so yeah my my wife actually asked me just a couple days ago she's like when are you going elk hunting again <laughs> i was like i don't know i don't know so um i need to i need to try to put in t- for new mexico that's something that i just I, I haven't taken advantage of one thing that's always kind of turned me off about new mexico is that they don't have a point system um And so just the chances of drawing are kind of low, but at the same time, like that can also work for you because you never know, like the first time you put in for it, you could possibly draw. Um, So I don't know, maybe, maybe I need to get a couple of my buddies together and just, and just put in for the New Mexico draw and and see what happens. Um, uh, Man, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I I really want to do an axis hunt. Uh, I don't know if that's a a 2024 thing or, or later, um you know with me already doing the the mule deer hunt but uh axis are way high on the list um my, oh, I I hated it I, I wouldn't say I hated it it was awesome but uh, uh my buddy Charles that has been on here uh two or three times this year uh he was going on a crane hunt and he actually called me last week and uh, and said they had an opening if I wanted to come but it was when my wife and I were going on our anniversary trip and so I had to turn him down which you know it's hard to say Uh, you know, again, hard to be disappointed when I'm going on a vacation. Uh, but that would have been really cool. And they had a heck of a time. I think they, uh, did crane hunting one day and goose hunting the next and both hunts. They did pretty dang good. So doing something like that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I just, as you guys know, I'm a big time dreamer. It it never at all works out for me. Uh, but I love dreaming it up. Um, but yeah, like I said, kind of on the books, Definitely want to go to Nebraska for sure for turkey. Um, I want to go to, or I am doing the South Texas mule deer hunt. Obviously hunting whitetails in Oklahoma. Really want to hunt mule deer in at least Oklahoma. Um, You know, all the regular duck hunting, that type of thing. One thing, I, I just realized this when I was talking about the turkey hunt. One thing that I got to decide soon is, if I want to go back to Nebraska this year to deer hunt, um, I hate to not take advantage of that opportunity. But just kind of what from what I saw this year, it just seemed like where you know my sister lives and that land that I have to hunt, it just seems like they're really kind of hurting right now. Like their deer population is hurting. Um, you know, I think they definitely had some CWD the last two years. Um, you know, they're having an incredibly hard winter right now, so hopefully, you know, the deer are surviving, um, but I I gotta, I gotta figure out if I think it's worth, you know, using my vacation time and the money to go deer hunt there, or maybe saving that for, like I said, going to, uh, you know, the panhandle to hunt mule deer in Oklahoma or something like that, so, um, that's something I still gotta figure out, but, but yeah, um, I feel like I've covered it all pretty dang good. So, uh, probably just going to go ahead and bow out now. Um, but like I said, 2023 will always be one of the oddest hunting seasons ever. I know there are still a lot of good deer killed. I know a lot of people, um, you know, have found some success. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing to complain about for sure. And 2024 is looking to shape up Pretty dang awesome. So, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys are looking forward to twenty twenty four as well. Um, get out there and do something different. That's that's how, kind of how I want to end this. You know, like I said, if you're if you're from Eastern Oklahoma, go to Western Oklahoma. If you're from Western Oklahoma, go to Eastern Oklahoma. If you can get out of state, even better. But there's just so much adventure. Like that's that's part of the reason I do this podcast. Like there are so many options out there that are doable and are affordable. You just got to get out there, jump out your door, and do them. So that seems like a good way to end the podcast. Get out there, get ex, get outside. Um, I hope you had a great twenty twenty three. Looking forward to twenty twenty four. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And until next week, I will see y'all right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast.